Scottish Nazi sent to jail for proselytizing innocent dog to Nazism. Jeremy Corbyn, also a Nazi. John Bolton, neocon, not Jewish, Nazi. Paul McCartney, well, let's just say... He's just a dick. <laughs> all that and more on episode 82 of the Scottish, Scottish Liberty, Liberty Podcast, Podcast with Tom Laird and me, Anthony Samaroff. Booyah! Yeah, and we're back refreshed as daisies. Um, where have you been? I was in France, hence the sunburn on my nose. You were in France. Who goes to France and why? I went to ski with the old man, with, with my dad. You went to ski? Yeah, like a posh person. So th did you scrape your nose on the slope, or did you did, did you get sunburned? It just got sunburned. It just got sunburned. Well, you people have all got big noses, so. <laughs> Shocker! Tom Laird, uh, <laughs> co-host of the Scottish Liberty Podcast, Nazi. Now, what would be really interesting is if someone actually um, reported for him for hate speech. Be honest, my nose is big, much bigger than yours. Uh, can we have a uh, audience? Off. An audience uh, tell us yeah, who's got the yeah. biggest nose. And also, as a hallway, as a hallway, <laughs> a, a room, we were having debate earlier over whether or not a hallway is a room. I say that a hallway, a hall is a room. He said it's not. No, a room. I said the hallway is not a room. A hall can be a room. A banqueting hall, for example, could be a room. But a, generally, somebody's hallway is just a, it's just a hallway. It's not it's, a room. It's a room. Who it's, lives in a hallway? Oh, so only rooms that people live in are rooms. I don't fucking know. Right, is a bath bathroom a room? Guess it is. Definitely. So before our audience lose any more IQ points <laughs> and abandon us for good, tell us about Count Dankula, not to be confused with the Transylvanian vampire. Okay. Um, okay, for those who don't know, I think most of our viewers might be familiar with this and our listeners so far. But if you're not... Where have you been living in a cave? Get out more! Or in fact, don't get out more, stay in more and listen to more podcasts like this. Uh, okay, Count Dankula, Scottish. Um, okay, he's called himself a comedian. Um, he's not that funny. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, he's, 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 a, he's a YouTube personality. He certainly has become one. Since uh, since the events that he's about, been on Alex Jones, he's been, he's on Alex Jones, yep. been interviewed by Tommy Robinson, Lawyer and Southern. If he's not a Nazi, he certainly keeps pretty good company. <laughs> okay, uh, controversial. You saying Lauren Southern's a Nazi? Uh, no, okay. she's just good looking. She's very good looking. Uh, okay, and uh, but Count Dankula isn't. Uh, so where were we? So you were. Describing I was about to tell you all about. He's him. a YouTube personality. YouTube personality like um, ourselves. Like ourselves, uh, a lot more viewers. Uh, we haven't yet trained the dog to do something uh, outrageous, but you know, give us time. Um, basically, Count Dankula, otherwise known as Marcus Meekin, uh, decided as a hoot, as a bit of a jape, uh, to teach his dog uh, in a sort of Pavlovian manner to respond to the term gas the Jews and Zeke Heil. <laughs> And the dog would do a Hitler Grus. And because it's a little cute pug dog, I mean, I don't find pug dogs cute. Mr. Sarah's laughing already. Uh, just because uh, people find pugs cute. And it was, so the, it, was the, it was the juxtaposition of this cute dog. 
doing this horrible thing. And, and he done it also. And he yeah. said, he even says at the beginning of his video that he done it to piss his girlfriend off. Okay, that was that's old history. Uh, he was the, the thing went viral, uh, which he said was unintentional. Uh, usually is when someone goes viral. Um, when he gets back from holiday, finds out the place is in an uproar, and he gets arrested by criminal investigation department of the police Scotland. Um, as if that wasn't bad enough, he loses his job. He gets charged with hate speech and a violation of the uh, Communications Act, which says uh, which was formulated by Tony Blair's shit fest of a government, um, which prevents you from communicating, you know, uh, unfashionable views um, on the internet. So he, he's now been convicted. He's been found guilty of hate speech. The court, most importantly, this, this is an important point, has said that the, the context and the intent is theirs to decide. Okay, so Dan Killer doesn't decide what his context and intent was. The court will decide that. Now, that's problematic in of itself for a start. Um, he found guilty. He, was, he is due... If you forgive me, uh, due to be sentenced on the 23rd of this month, 23rd of March 2018. Normally, and see if this is my paranoid mind, normally when you get um, convicted, your sentencing date is exactly four weeks after you've been uh, convicted. However, that would have brought us to April 20th, 2018. April 20th, Mr. Samarov, can you tell me why April 20th is significant? No. Adolf Hitler's me. birthday. Wow. Right. So April 20th would have been Adolf Hitler's birthday. I think this is why they've not sentenced him on the 20th of April. I think they've waited three days later to the 23rd of April in order to sentence him. Um, I think that's why they've done it. I can't prove that but it seems uh, odd. Why do you know what Hitler's birthday is? That makes you suspect. Mm. I used to send him a birthday card, <laughs> posthumously. Uh, the... There's a big pile of them in his old house <laughs> in Austria, piling up. Fucking postman's pissed off. Uh, so, yeah, look, bottom line, the guy done it as a joke. He could end up getting uh, three years. I think it's up to two, but it might okay. be more. Than, I don't Look, know. the idea that you would get right. you would lose First your liberty all, for any length of time over what amounts to an online joke is insane. Uh, he's been through all sorts of upheaval um, and lost his job, etc., all because of this online joke. And a bunch of people think he's a Nazi. And a lot of people think he's a Nazi. Because the, the, whenever he went to the media, they said, oh, we're going to give you a fair shout. And they always did hit pieces on them because hit yeah. pieces sell. Now, I would say, first of all, he did it to piss off his girlfriend because his girlfriend was fawning over this cute dog. And he thought, yeah. well, what's the least cute thing ever? A Nazi. So I'll teach the dog to do a Nazi salute to get gas the Jews, gas the Jews. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's pretty tasteless, once some might yeah. say. I, I don't, but I didn't think it was particularly funny. It I wasn't think that funny. I found his re repeated use of gas the Jews. It's just um, what's the word? Like, just unco uncomfortable. However, yeah. none of that amounts to a criminal offence in mm. my book. And um, in my opinion, even, right, I'm from a Jewish background, as many people know, although I'm a heathen. And the thing is, I still, 
even if he was a Nazi, he was a Nazi. That's not grounds to arrest him. It, it wasn't inciting racial hatred. Even if it was inciting racial hatred, that's not the same as inciting violence. I yeah. think if you incite violence, there's a case to be made for throwing your ass in jail or giving you some thing. And what really annoys me is, is this the best thing they do have to do with public funds and law enforcement? Yeah. I mean, they could have at least given him community service or something well, like that. Well, they might, that. yeah. You know, all oh, right, they might. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't well, been sentenced yet. They, if they're going to throw his ass in jail for two years, I think it's what 25, 26 grand to lock someone away from mm -hmm. a year. Maybe someone, maybe someone will give us figures. And this is like ridiculous. If you steal a car that costs three grand, they'll put you in jail for 26 grand a year. Why don't they just buy you a freaking car? Yeah. Right? It'll be cheaper. Well, I know, I know. Then everyone will do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just, I'm just making the. Okay, I I'm think just this showing is political. The insane, I'm just mm. showing the insanity of the yeah. system. The thing is. It's political from my perspective in the sense that we're stepping into a world where everyone is going to be a criminal without even knowing it. And it's just about Lauren Southern got banned from the UK because she handed out flyers saying Allah could be gay or, or Allah was gay as a satire of some Christian group or some social justice warrior group hanging out handing out flyers saying similar about Jesus. She got banned from the UK. We've got speakers being banned from universities for uncontroversial views, uh, sort of for controversial views. I'm very impressed with the University of Oxford, what they're doing. They're putting up debates and talks from people like Tommy Robinson, Ann Coulter, um, lots of very controversial speakers, and they're putting them up on YouTube. I, I salute them for standing up to the, to, but but what we're seeing is a trend, you know, and my dad, when I was speaking to him about this on holiday, like I have to say, he's obviously partisan, he's from a different generation from me, and he was like, oh, they have to nip it in the bud, right? But obviously, if this was something like um, someone drew a picture of Mohammed and put it up on YouTube, my, and, and they were going to jail for it, uh, my dad would be like, that's ridiculous. Why would they go to jail? He's just got a double standard about anything that's offensive to Jews. It's not nipping it in the bud. It's only creating a culture of fear where you're afraid to say or do anything. And it's diverting resources away. But yeah. plus, at the end of the day, if people are actual Nazis, don't you want them? Don't you want to know who they are? Mm. You, they can put stuff on YouTube. You know who to watch. You know, you know who, who might be organizing. And it wouldn't be happening if he'd trained the dog to salute to um, long live the workers revolution or something like that even though millions will die if there is a socialist revolution in this country yeah i think i'll say for the record i find anti-semitism a very particularly ugly form like racism an ugly form of collectivism Likewise. Um, um, so I'm against it. However, I'm against feminism. I think feminism is a hateful poison, but I respect. But that's not real feminism. And, and defend the rights of feminists, feminists, of feminists to spout their poison and continue to lie as they do about the fucking wage gap and all the rest of it. You know, they're allowed to do it. They're allowed to say like they're allowed to say misandric things, in my view. I'd rather know who they were. 
and let them say it loud and say it proud so I could identify them. We've met Marcus Meekin. Uh, I don't think he's a Nazi. Uh, most of the Nazis I've met in my life are only too proud and willing to tell you that they're Nazis. They don't deny that shit. They don't hide about it. They want you to know it. Uh, and they want you to know who they hate. Um, and this guy's not one of them. In fact, his political history is conspicuously oh, yeah. di diametrically opposed. He came from the far left. I think he was a radical communist. He was youth. a communist. Yeah. He's even got a communist tattoo. I know that our American listeners will say they're not diametrically opposed. <laughs> we one once need one day we need to do a show on is Nazism. Yeah, well, the worst socialism. Were, well, if they weren't diametrically opposed, they'd done a good job of fucking killing each other on the Eastern Front. They definitely uh, did. You know, over a semantic misunderstanding. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> if only some of you guys who believe that communism and national socialism are the same thing, if only you were around back then, you could have saved a war that cost millions of lives just by going, hey guys, hang on a minute. You're this, both socialists. You're both socialists. It's a, it's a semantic misunderstanding, you know. Um, but unfortunately, you went there and they went at it and killed each other for ideological reasons that were insane, obviously, because they were both on the same page, apparently. So anyhow, so that's from one Nazi, <laughs> one su supposed alleged Nazi uh, to another. another. Um, the people's chump, the people's chump, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, who could could be the next prime minister of this country, depending on which way the votes go. He has caused a stir recently by. Look, he's, Jeremy Corbyn's got form for this. He's got a tendency to say things that are pro-Hamas, pro-Hezbollah, and then things that are anti-Israeli, leading some people to conclude that he's not just anti-Israeli, he's really anti-Jewish and anti-Semitic, but he dresses it up in a lot of anti-Zionist bullshit, which a lot of the people on the left do, and I think Jeremy Corbyn's possibly one of them. Um... And he's he's spoke out in favour of a mural that was painted. Um, I don't think he spoke out in favour of it. What did he do? He said he he made he's the mural was going to take right. First of all, let's just describe the mural. It's um, some Jewish bankers looking over the world with the Illuminati sign behind them, and uh, it's the the board is on the backs of the oppressed, and it's some they've got big schnozzes, and it's some. Uh, someone's graffitied it. Very good artist. It's a shame that he's using his talents to make such a hateful mural. But um, I think this was going to be removed, uh, rightly so. Why rightly so? Well, I mean, it's graffiti for a start, and it's uh, not the person. Who was it? Is it okay? Graffiti, but is it graffiti that was just placed there randomly, or did somebody invite him to do that? I don't think someone invited him to okay. um, spray Just, paint. Is it public? Is it public? It, it was it, even if even if it was, I think it was, or, or at least the owner didn't okay it. But even if it wasn't, there's a case to be made that it's looking onto a street where people need to pass it every day. I mean, you know, you're not necessarily entitled to to spray paint a big swastika on your house. Um, but some people might find, I don't know, okay, we have billboards, yeah, 
and it has commercials on there. Some people might find a commercial for certain companies, and it has McDonald's, happened. offensive. Right. Well, it has happened. The flake um, commercial where the girl uh, looked like she was eating the filleting flake. a chocolate bar. She was filleting a chocolate bar, and it had the caption, "Wouldn't you like this? Wouldn't you love this girl's job?" Um, <laughs> got taken down, and I would say probably rightly so. And it's not that I'm a prude or anything like that. It's just there's only <laughs> summer off in a liberal shocker. <laughs> no, it's 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 not. It's uh, I think there's there's look. Just because you live in a libertarian society, does that mean that I'm allowed to turn this flat into a brothel with people upstairs and downstairs without their consent? It's like there's still going to be certain forms of regulations and what you can and cannot do in the commons. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I'm not suddenly entitled to turn this apartment into a crack then because you live in a libertarian society. Well, surely you are if, if, if nobody complains about it. Well, that's the thing. People yeah. do complain about it. So there's going to have to be some kind but of... But in what way, right, unless... Okay, let's, let's, let's just take that briefly. If you did turn this uh, flat into a crack den, if, assuming, of course, that the flat is yours, it's your property, okay. right? If you turned the flat into a crack den, providing, or a, or a pub, or a... Oh, uh, right. if all of the other residents in this block don't have a problem with it, then I can. But if the other residents do have a problem with that, they've got children going up and down the stairs while I'm inviting hookers in, then... Well, okay, yeah, but, okay, if the, if the if the hookers and the... the okay, I know we're stretching credulity a little bit here, but if the hookers... That's another issue. Yeah. The issue isn't whether you're running a crack den or a pub or, or, a, or a brothel. The, the, the issue is how much it affects your exactly. neighbours. Right, yeah. so other... Providing everything that happens happens behind your closed doors and it's soundproofed and you're not disturbing your neighbours that way. Okay, there might be a lot of coming and going, <laughs> if you forgive the expression. Um, what you know? How how much does your do your neighbours are they? If able they don't know, then it's not a problem. If there's yeah. no complainant, there's not a problem. I agree okay. with you in that point. The thing is, there's going to be some boundaries about what's acceptable and what's not. And this is the problem that we have with everything, with this blurry line between public and private. What private property does is help delineate rights better. Now, with the roads being public and the billboard, no, not the roads, and the billboards maybe being public as well, um, it creates a ambiguity over what's allowed and what's not allowed. If something causes a problem, you don't know who to sue. You don't know who's the complainant. So all I'm saying is, right, there was another example then in a subway in Canada. Some group put up a picture, uh, like a gay pride picture, which I'm nothing against people putting up gay pride pictures, but this is quite a graphic thing which implied three males having a threesome and had some caption on it it was a cartoon and they were clearly it was clearly implying these three guys having a threesome uh, and said something about finding out what sex you're into and it's like okay this is a subway station with people taking their kids down they okay. don't really don't need to see that there has to be a line at which you go this okay. is not acceptable i mean maybe there's okay 
you give me the arguments, people at home. Should anything be acceptable? Because I would love to have the money to rent a billboard and just put a picture up there of some Iraqi child with a gun shot through its head or that's been killed by a drone and say, say, this is the reality of the war in Iraq. Maybe people should be exposed to that. Who knows, right? Yeah, maybe anti-abortion people should be able to put up a big poster with... With, yeah, their, an their, aborted their, fetus. Their, yeah. But do you really need to expose, like young children to oh, graphic imagery. Fetus, an aborted child, you mean, an aborted human being. It's not a human being yet. Yeah, okay, right, what's well, another argument for another time. Okay. okay, back on track. Is Jeremy Corbyn a fucking Nazi? You put the case for, <laughs> and I'll put the case against. Joe, okay, I'll try my best to put the case against. I think he's been extremely slow no, I don't think he's a Nazi, right? In fact, he's definitely not a Nazi, but I think he possibly is an anti-Semite, mm. okay? Now, is he allowed to be an anti-Semite? In my view, yes, uh, even as horrible as I think that is, but at least he should say so and get it out in the open and then people can decide whether or not to vote for him based on that. Um, I think he's got far too much to say for organisations like Hamas and Hezbollah. I think... His anti-Israeli sentiment borders on anti-Semitism, and in this instance with the mural, which is four years ago, he no, yeah six years ago. Okay, but somebody just dug it up. Um, I think he's been slow to condemn, and I, I think even people on the left, even the Guardian, has said you know he's he's not yeah, okay. he's not been very convincing in his mea culpas over this well the thing the okay so i'm going to put the argument against them being an mtc mike i okay. first of all i think that the left especially in this country maybe it's not just in this country have a certain relationship to the israel palestine conflict and they're very clear on the fact that israel is the aggressor and that the palestinians are the victims we can have a conversation on that narrative another time. In fact, we've had a bit of a conversation yeah. about it a couple of weeks ago, which I thought was quite good. And those of you who haven't heard it before definitely recommend skipping back for it. Tam says he won. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's the case. Anyway, we're going to do it in more detail at some point, but we both need to study for it. So they've got a certain relationship to Israel. Now, so do a whole bunch of Jews, you know, where Norman Finkelstein, uh, Noam Chomsky, uh, I think Michael Albert, the anarchist, is a Jew. Like, there's yeah. loads of prominent Jewish leftists uh, from the 19, born from the 1920s onwards. Who are anti-Zionist. Who are anti-Zionist, or at least extremely critical of the Zionist state as it exists. Say it should return to its 1967 borders. It, if necessary, it should be forced to do so by the United Nations. That's their position. Um, now, I mean, I'll concede that anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism are, uh, are, can be mutually exclusive, but I think sometimes anti-Zionism is basically good old-fashioned Jew say. hatred I mean, dressed up. We've, sometimes. We've, sometimes, maybe, but we've heard this from, like, you know, prominent Jewish activists with, with, uh, I can't remember who it was that said, oh, we always use that trick. If, if In America, if anyone said, criticizes Israel, we say they're anti-Semitic. And in Europe, if anyone criticizes Israel, we just bring up the Holocaust. Like, that's how we do it. 
and that's our old trick and you should be able to level criticisms of israel without being um targeted as anti-semitic it's a lame ass tactic now what i would say is okay so jeremy corbyn comes from that left-wing position and he's in his 60s so he's from a certain generation i'm not getting bored with what anthony's saying by the way i'm just going to check some of our comments so so i i think that's the first thing to bear in mind right the left have a and it's bear worthy to bear in mind that until the 80s the left didn't really have very much to say about israel at all in fact with the foundation of the jewish state the left was very sympathetic towards israel because they thought the jews had been hard done by um obviously with the holocaust i mean that's an understatement to say they'd been hard done by then a lot of those early if you could call them settlers uh weren't they sort of left of center themselves in their, in their very kind of possibly so i don't know if some people thought that the jews could build a left-wing utopia in israel um but, what were the kibbutz and the whole the sort of collectivized living to start with well that, that's one of the things yeah. so the left was very sympathetic towards israel because they hated the nazis and the jews had suffered incredibly and so oh yeah give them their state and i think it was in the early 1980s with one of the israel arab conflicts i think it was the one with egypt 82 was it i can't remember which war it was that the left started to turn against israel and also when Israel battered Lebanon. Um, then since that, before that, they were more concerned with the Vietnam War. Jews, especially Jews in America who were very liberal, uh, had quite a big anti-Vietnam movement. Mm. And it was later on that they started to turn their attention towards Israel from the 80s onwards. So Jeremy Corbyn came up on a list. Like, I want to say I'm not defending Jeremy Corbyn as a person everyone knows that some libertarian like yeah. economically when i hear his views on economics i cringe i absolutely cringe uh, but i guess his views belong in an earlier generation i just don't think that people had access to the information and the evidence on economics that we do today with the internet saying right up to like sees when i hear lefty are well, you saying that Jeremy Corbyn and his peach supporters aren't able to go on the internet? They, well, that's what I'm Google saying. They search. should. They should. Right, when okay. I hear like lefty, when I hear lefty comedians these days, I'm like, your jokes belong in the Bush era. Like yeah. this was normal. Like your sense of humor is like 15 years old, like mm. 10 to 15 years old. The kind of jokes you're making, like they were totally acceptable and cutting edge and modern in the Bush era. But since then, all of this and all of this change has happened in the world in India, China, Indonesia, Bangladesh, with people coming out of poverty thanks to capitalism, with the goals for reducing world poverty being reached five years early. I think they're even more outdated than that. I think they yeah. belong in the Thatcher Reagan era. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree. They do they do belong in the Thatcher Reagan era because that that was when those views were really radical radical and they were solidified and there was a lot of intellectuals making those making coherent arguments for those views you might not agree with them but they were making the arguments coherent and they were providing evidences 
But I hesitate to say they belong in that era because we didn't have the internet then. People have access to more information now. They're just not accessing it. So this is my convoluted way of saying that Corbyn comes from a certain worldview and a coherent, yep. albeit fallacious, set of beliefs. And one of that, one of the core strands is Israel's the aggressor. The Palestinians are only doing what anyone in their position would do to fight off an oppressor, right? So that is the that, that is the position they hold. Now I'm sure there's lots of lefty Jews in the groups and the study groups that he was a part of in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and going forward, because there was loads of lefty Jews. So I'm sure he's done plenty of associating with Jews. I don't think he's anti-Semitic. I think he's got a clear position on Israel, and okay. um, it's part of a larger fabric of beliefs that are prevalent on the left. Okay. I mean, when it gets right down to it, I don't particularly care if he's anti-Semitic, in the sense that he's already, and I, you know, I'm going over old ground here, but it's worth saying again, he's already admitted publicly, he's on record, he doesn't hide from it, that he's a thief and a looter. You know, he he has on record as saying he wants to but use state any... powers to appropriate people's property from them. One, he wants to take your income. Two, he wants to take your physical property. If you've got two homes or if you've got a home that he thinks is too big for you, he's perfectly willing at the point of a gun to take that from you. And all these people are out protesting him over a mural. You know, I get it. You're Jewish. You're offended. You might even be afraid because you don't want, uh, you know, anti-Semitism to be rife and good old-fashioned Jew hatred to come back. I get it. But... Where were you? You know, where does 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 only does somebody only have to say something that's anti-Jewish before you actually get off your fucking arse and fucking protest or do something? Yeah. yeah. As someone who's come from the Jewish community, like pretty much it's like the holy cow. It's the one thing that's not allowed to criticize Israel or to um to say anything vaguely anti-Jewish. It's like it's yeah. Uh, other than that, it's whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than okay. that, it's whatever. Okay. Um, for the main part, so. But what I would say is being a looter is not particular to Corbyn. Theresa May is a looter. All of the, pretty much every MP you speak to says that they think that... Yeah, he's, but he's, he's blatant about it. He's, he, well, maybe you say that's better. He's, he's actually honest about it. He's on think, record about it. I just, I would say that in my view, even though... I mean, if that's not enough for you to want to throw the man out of a helicopter, I don't know what else is. I'm, look, I just want to say that even though I find Corbyn's views reprehensible on economics and pretty much everything relevant other than maybe foreign policy. Um, civil, he might have been quite good on civil liberties as well, I don't know. But certainly I, my views on capitalism are diametrically opposed to his. Yeah. I mean, what I would say is, in my view, the media has gone to painstaking lengths to find shit about Corbyn and throw it at him to see if it sticks. Yeah, uh, I think he's been unfairly treated to a degree. Uh, uh, partly, oh, yeah, partly because he's weak as shit and can't actually stand up for himself. I don't think that him saying our friends with Hamas uh, at a meeting with like Palestinian activists 
as as bad as as any worse than say David Cameron meeting with the head of states of Saudi Arabia, one of the most res repressive regimes in the world. It's like you just like Sippy Levy who who was on um, the Israeli uh, on the on the media during Operation Cast led boasting boasting about how they sure showed the Palestinians and, and how they they I can't remember the words they uh -huh. used but they were like we behaved like animals in in Gaza and she was she was basically boasting about how brutal they'd been to you know what I mean like she came over here and there was a protest against her because she basically um went on like a hooligan we were hooligans in Gaza I think that's one of the things she said um you know these there's just a double standard which is applied to Corbyn. Like whenever I see him being criticized in any news show, when any other politician has more or less done something similar, particularly they've done worse if they've been in power. And uh, I guess that will be a good segue onto our next topic. But I'll, I mean, personally. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, like I see, see where you're going here. But I wouldn't just like quite... to see Corbyn in power. No, definitely not. not. Um, I mean, the only one thing I would say is that he he has he has at least questioned the road we're going down towards this saber rattling against Russia, um, and that looks like a situation that, that that could turn very nasty indeed. Yeah, he asked for the evidence, and he was um, yeah. I mean that, that which is a a, a, uh, thing, yeah, a perfectly reasonable yeah. question, considering, uh, and I haven't seen much made of this, and I know as an ex-soldier. This poisoning took place just round the corner from the British Army's uh, biological and uh, chemical warfare centre, Porton Down in Salisbury. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it, it seems a bit something stinks. Um, something's something stinks in Sweden, or something stinks in Salisbury uh, when it comes to this thing. And I think Jeremy Corbyn was right to question, say, look, what is the evidence here, what is the actual evidence? Bearing in mind, Tony Blair took us to war over, remember, was it uh, Colin Powell in the UN with his, with his little vial of um, sarin, gas, sarin gas that apparently Saddam Hussein had, and it turns out that none of that was actually accurate or true, so we could be getting the same road there, and that segs us into... yeah. Ned Flanders, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah, so Don, Donald Trump has appointed Ned Flanders as uh, the head of the. Uh, well, he's basically national security advisor, so that means he'll be in charge of the CIA and I think the national security agency as well, which is of course the bigger of the two. Um, what well, he had some cracking chins, Bolton. <laughs> well, I was going to say that he'd be better off. Uh, appointing Michael Bolton uh, to the position. Um, he'd be back on his feet again, certainly. Um, so what do you think of the appointment of John Bolton? John Bolton. Well, John Bolton was a massive warmonger. He was all over the news, all over the Bush era, and post- He was all over that shit. Post-Bush era, um, advocating for every war under the sun. He never saw a war he didn't like. He was also- one of the people that was brought up on why does the USA have bases in 170 countries or however many it is and said, make no mistake, it's in our interests, not in theirs. Uh, the guy doesn't know 
what American interests are. First of all, what is what is American interest? There's no such thing. No, there's no such thing as collective interests. There's only individual interests. So what's good for one person might might not. There's no there's nothing that's in the interests of every American, right? Yeah. Well, the war in Iraq was not in the interests of every American. It might have been in the Americans that sold arms, for example. It might have been in their interests. Yeah. So the I don't think it was in the interests of American Indians either, <laughs> right? Or, so, or if you like to call them Native Americans Native or Americans, Aboriginal right. Americans, whatever you want to put. But he's a collectivist, so he believes there's such a thing as American interests, even though that's a ridiculous proposition. Anywho, yeah, the guys are nuts, and <laughs> he's an evil nut, and people yeah. who think that uh, does he actually think he's an evil nut though? No, he's, I mean, is he going? Ah, I'm evil. Or is he? Does but, he? Does but, he actually think he's on the side of the angels? He's he he's obviously convinced that um, whatever America does is correct, okay. and he's 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 not recanted on his support for the Iraq War even after seeing the disaster. I mean, no. a lot of the neocons have. The thing is, he. Yeah, I mean, he's incredibly arrogant. If you see him in any interview, the guy's like, he's a nasty piece of work, right? He. Okay. If we come back to the Jewish anti-Semitic thing, it's like um, all those alt-rightists that believe in the Jewish conspiracy, that the neocon is a Jewish movement uh, that uh, seeks to undermine American sovereignty by overstretching it all over the world and getting them embroiled in these wars with Islam to pit their two mortal enemies, white people and Islam against each other. Uh, well, according to these people, uh, John Bolton must be an honorary Jew um <laughs> sorry is that funny yeah, I, thought good. I thought it was quite good as well so everyone evil is a jew according to the <laughs> someone's gonna somebody's, somebody's gonna, gonna just take that, take that out and, yeah. and re republish it <laughs> put it on a loop <laughs> <laughs> everyone evil is a jew everyone who is evil is a jew and are all jewish people i, I wish you a jew yeah so here's the thing well what do you have to say about it well well, what's, what the swamp. fuck is yeah? What is Trump doing? <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? Right, and, and I'll, I'll say you know again the only thing that I can say for Donald Trump definitely not like one is he pisses off the left so much. <laughs> we used to be able to say that he pisses off neocons, <laughs> but now he's appointed one. Um, he, he well, you know, Hillary Clinton is not and never will be the president of the United States of America. That's the only thing that Trump's achieved so far in my book. Uh, okay, some of his tax stuff he's done, corporate tax, pretty good. Uh, but in terms of his cabinet and appointments, he seems to be all over the place. Uh, Jimmy Carter's on record as saying that this is going to be the worst uh, appointment that he's made yet. Um, Leaving although, some room for it getting even worse. Yeah, although some people say the appointment he made with a porn star could be uh, yeah. could be even worse way back in the day. However, I, I don't get what he's up to. If, if anybody's got any ideas about what he's up to with this, I really don't. This is a guy who said that he opposed yeah. the war in Iraq. Yeah. And we should be getting our troops back home. We should be getting the fuck out of places like Afghanistan and Iraq and not getting involved in any more foreign adventures. Now you've got a national security advisor who is a 100% neocon hawk. And the most hawkish of the neocons, potentially. Yeah. Like, so you're surrounded by generals. He was the person that they sent to the yeah. media 
to justify the wars over and over again, over and over again, he was the apologist for the wars. Which so, yeah. Trump said, Trump said in his debates constantly that this war was a mistake. So, so what's Trump's thinking on this? My only, my most sympathetic idea is he's put John Bolton and right, I'm not saying that Trump is genius enough or someone behind him would need to be okay. genius enough to basically be like, he's our scary attack dog warmonger that we're going to bring out to scare the shit out of people. Right. So if we want to get Iran to comply. Well, first of all, or North Korea, or North Korea to apply. Oh fuck! They've appointed John Bolton. Oh, they're going to serious. They're serious now. Okay. Uh, like, if, if we don't comply, then they're going to bomb the fuck out of us because they put. I mean, look who they put in. John Bolton, the ultimate warmonger. Okay. That is my most sympathetic account. Now, is Trump smart enough to 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 think like that, or does he have someone behind the scenes? who's a strategist that is smart enough to say, let's get this lunatic guy. Everyone knows he's a complete warmonger. We don't need to use him, but we can put him into a position of power as a deterrent towards Iran and towards North Korea. Okay. So, sir, and meanwhile, we will hold out an olive branch to North Korea and see if it... And, and yeah. Which to which seems to have worked, and I mean, this and this and this, this appointment instant. of a neocon hawk will pacify the other hawks that were not just lying down. Well, this is the most sympathetic interpretation that okay. I can think of. It could, but it be, could just be madness. It could just be. It could just be that he surrounded himself by generals, and if people say, "Oh, you should get this guy," he goes, "Okay, they know better than me." I mean, he's a businessman despite what people say quite successful and i think a lot of his success in business is listening to people that know knew more about him and stuff and said well that guy seems to know what he's saying we'll do that you know i mean he's not going to appoint scott horton as from antiwar.com to i guess not it. i mean what was bolton i mean bolton was once the u.s ambassador to the u.n yeah I don't really know what his role was. Yeah, I think he was UN ambassador to the UN, and I don't know what his relationship. I don't know how he left that. I don't know if he was uh, if he was well um, regarded by the UN or whether he was mistrusted by the UN. So I'd really need to look into that. Uh, and if any of our viewers or listeners know uh, about that, I'm sure you could enlighten us as to what John Bolton's relationship was with the UN, whether or not he was trusted or whether he was mistrusted by the UN. Um, so are we, are we done with John Bolton? I can't I think of we anything more to say on the subject. However, do our live viewers, of which we've had 10 or so, have anything to add? Well, what's in the comments well, I'll section? Tell you. There was only about six comments the last I looked, and we're just saying things like, well done, go on, uh, good afternoon, guys, etc., uh, etc., Love you guys. Talk, Looking forward to talking yeah. soon. Headed back to work now. Hooker's build character. Afternoon. Afternoon to you too. 420 blaze it. What is 420 blaze it? What does that even mean? It looks does like that mean have a joy? Four out of 20. Maybe he's only given us four out of 20. That's two out of 10. Yeah, that's pretty bad. We have to kind of buck our ideas up. Um, okay. That's Adam Smash. But Hooker's do indeed build character. Uh, that's a fact, amongst other things. I don't know how much they charge you for that. Uh, I usually go for the uh, 
the what they call the the girlfriend experience GFE, uh, which for ten pounds uh, they will uh, phone you up every twenty minutes and ask you where the fuck you are and what time you're coming home at. <laughs> and for fifty pounds, uh, you can they will engage you in a fucking pointless argument that makes no sense whatsoever and start crying. Uh, yeah, the full girlfriend experience there. So anyway, uh, moving on to from Bolton to McCartney to McCartney Paul McCartney the deck who's Paul McCartney Paul McCartney well it depends who you listen to uh I think he was just a guy who was in a boy band um who inexplicably got famous and still get kudos to this day uh I, I really don't get it I didn't get John Lennon I didn't get uh well somebody did thankfully um I don't I, I just and you know Ringo Starr he got Ringo Starr got the got some sort of knighthood he got a knighthood the other day Ringo Starr got a knighthood you know was he, he the did, best he was he the best drummer in the world or you know no, they, he wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles it's not right? for that <laughs> what was it Cherry. he did a great voice on Thomas, Thomas the Tank, the Tank Engine. Engine of course ba, 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 ba. Isn't that was that your sad? favorite? Was Isn't that, that your... Postman Pat? Oh. No, no, that no. Postman no. Pat's completely different. Okay, uh, right. Wasn't that your favorite program? I never really watched Thomas the Tank Engine that much. Were you allowed to? Uh, I think I could have watched it. Okay, I just found it a bit boring. Fair enough. Anyway, Paul McCartney. Uh, you say, okay, Tom, why don't you tell us what's burning your toast about Paul McCartney? Okay, what is I burning will... your toast about Paul McCartney? All right, I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked me. Paul McCartney and his uh, wife, his latest wife, um, his latest incarnation of one, has gone on a march in New York against gun violence. We well, can end. That should probably that should probably solve the gun violence, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, if, you get, if you get Paul McCartney to go on a march, then I mean, he was. I can see so. gangs in Chicago right now, you know, having a meeting and saying. Dudes, do you realise Paul McCartney and his wife have gone on a march and those, those niggas be putting their fucking guns in the bin and never using them again? Uh, and it's like, yeah, well, if, Lin if him and Linda McCartney couldn't get them to go vegetarian, how's this, uh, how's this new wife going to get them to drop their guns? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, we can end gun violence, says the T-shirt that Paul I don't McCartney's believe that you wearing. can, because you're not the violent person. That's like going, I can stop my neighbour hitting their wife. Yeah, we can end rape. We can, why not, I'll tell you what, why not just say, why not just have a mark saying we can end violence? Period. Period. We can end violence. Now, everybody would say that's absurd. How can you end violence? Not everyone would. Some people would totally go on that march. To end violence? Yeah. Okay. I think Paul McCartney's even quoted as saying that he doesn't even know if this will work. Uh, well, let me tell you, it won't. But he says we've got to do something. This is a, something must be done. So he's gone on a march. Now, the last I looked, I had a look today, Paul McCartney... Uh, and you know, this is the thing people keep saying to me if it wasn't for Paul McCartney, you know, there'd be no, uh, you know, you know, the, who's the yes best, uh, the yes bass player? I know there's all sorts of bass players that I like 
who quote Paul McCartney. You know, go, Paul McCartney inspired me. He's, he's great. I, I don't see it myself. No, he's a good bass player and he's a good singer, but he's still knob. <laughs> yeah, he's. I can't stand any, any of the the Beatles were terrible, right? They're really, one of the, I hate the Beatles. So I mean, I do have an axe to grind here, um, but. To say that you think you can end gun violence by going on a march, Paul McCartney's worth $1.2 billion. That's his net worth at the latest estimate. That buys a whole load of gats. So he could productively use that money. If he really wants to, he could offer to buy all the gang members in Chicago that are offing each other. He could offer to buy their guns off them. You say, I will pay you, instead of killing each other and dealing drugs, why don't you just come to me, hand in your, your guns, and uh, I'll bury them all in a big hole and give you all compensation so that you don't ever have to kill or rob ever, anybody again in your entire life. Paul McCartney could do that. I don't know if he could probably buy, I don't know if he could buy all the guns in America, but he could certainly buy a, a fuck ton of them with $1.2 billion and just bury them in a big hole or pay a furnace, some steelworks, uh, to just put their guns in their furnace and burn them all up and they'll never be seen again. Now, obviously, at this point, somebody said, well, they're just people that, that sold their guns would just go and buy more. Well, yeah, I, I guess they would. But how, that's what would happen anyway if you use the state with guns to go and take away the guns of law-abiding people. Yeah, I don't really want to go into gun control because we did it a couple of weeks ago. We did. With, uh, but the shooting. thing is, it's like it's like a lot of things. It's like the, it's like the wage it's just gap the virtue or anything else. No matter how many times you sure, you sure nail this to the to the ground, no matter how many times you kill the vampire, he just seems you know drive a stake right through its fucking non logical, its illogical heart. Yeah, there's a, there's a book called uh, More Guns, Less Violence that's got a whole bunch of charts depicting things like incidences of rape going down when people are allowed to conceal and carry and saying things like, so basically if you want to ban guns, you're basically um, for more women getting raped. <laughs> As, I mean, I'm not saying you that, want more people to get raped, don't you? Yeah, the, yeah, but Paul McCartney, you want thing, women to get raped. The interesting thing is, the left have no bones about making arguments like that. You just want poor people to starve, you want people to die in the streets and stuff like that. Maybe it's about time that uh, liberty minded people started using the ta the same tactics. You just want women to get raped because yeah. more women are going to get raped. Yeah, because How more are you women that, are you big raped. rapist? You big rape apologist? You yeah, know, George a... Clooney and his... I don't know what it is with their wives and toys. They really dragged their wives out for a big day out. You know? reminds uh, me of George a... Clooney, he was on that march as well. Oh, He's another man. big rapist. George Virtue. Clooney, you big rape apologist. Virtue signaling. Like, I wish that people would just do things like instead of going on a march you know why don't you volunteer in a soup kitchen why don't you go down to the old people's homes and read them stories why don't you <laughs> go down to your local community center they'll have a bunch of volunteering opportunities i was just there today yeah. and I, I saw something about you can get paired up with a kid and teach them to read that's an awesome thing yeah. to do they will remember you for the rest of their lives if you're a cool person to them because yeah. kids really appreciate stuff like that 
do Why don't you do a Charles Bronson good and go out in and the world? Shoot <laughs> breakfast and muggers. Be something. <laughs> I wish that people would. The, the problem with the anti-gun people is they're just utopians. They think if you take away the guns, suddenly things will magically get better. Whereas obviously the obvious argument is criminals are going to get guns anyway. Oh, well, but well, there's one logical thing, it is, which is, is less guns, less gun deaths. I mean, that, that, that would seem to make sense. If there's less guns, you're not going to have as many gun deaths. I don't know if that's true. Because well, surely that would make... I mean, I'm not saying it's no, a, no, a desirable no, thing. I'm just saying I'm that... Just, I not necessarily know that it's true because unwholesome people will get guns anyway. There might be more gun deaths. I don't know. Um, I guess you could go to the empirical data... But at the end of the day, does it really matter if someone comes in and stabs a bunch of kids or if they drive Runs a truck? Road truck yeah. Exactly. The point blows them up. Blows with them a up. backpack. Backpacks get stop these uh, what is evil devices. What is realistic? Who needs a backpack with fifteen pockets in it? They've show, They've got data that shows when people are allowed to conceal and carry with a permit that people are less likely to commit crimes because they don't want the possibility. They don't know who's got a concealed carry, a concealed gun. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, but uh, and we've, we've I mentioned before it because it's just data. Like, it mentioned before, we'll say it again, shooters tend to go to places where they know people are, are gun-free so that they can, they can carry out their... So, their yeah, there's no utopia. There, there's no. no way that you can stop a mentalist doing something mental. Just the here in thing, Scotland, the only, only thing just you the last month. Take a precaution. Last month, here in a, in a country that doesn't allow automatic weapons, doesn't allow uh, guns generally. You can have a shotgun if you're a farmer. Um we don't have the we don't have the, the freedom to have guns the way you have in America. You know, it's pretty tight here, the gun laws. Yet a doctor in Airdrie, we'll come back to Airdrie in a minute, uh at Monklands General Hospital managed to uh, assemble himself an arsenal that included two Scorpion submachine guns and fifteen hundred rounds of ammunition. That's in Scotland. That's that's where we have tight gun control. So I, I don't know what I don't know what well he's Paul McCartney, oh, who would have thought it? Paul McCartney, virtue signaler. You know, fucking hell. Uh, so, don't be a virtue signaler. Uh, but before we go, mm -hmm. before we go, it's worth mentioning Airdrie again, Airdrie, Lanarkshire. Uh, I know Anthony says don't go in marches, <laughs> but the Scottish Libertarian... I didn't say don't go in marches. <laughs> I said I wish you'd do something. Okay. The Scottish Libertarian Party are organising a demo rather than a march, I prefer to call it a demo, outside Airdrie Sheriff Court on the 23rd of April at the Count Dankula, um, when they're going to sentence him, that is sentencing. We're going to organise a demo out there on the 23rd of April. I think that's a Monday. Mm. Okay. Uh, so if you could join us there, regardless yeah. of your politics. Or you might not be a libertarian. even live in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. You know, get on a plane, do what you like, get here. We're going to be there so you can get your... Send a representative. So you can get your Scottish Liberty send a podcast uh, T-shirt signed or whatever. We'll <laughs> sign your breasts if you have them. <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, <laughs> even better if you're a woman. <laughs> okay, let's just wind this up before we get into any more trouble. Yeah. Uh, okay, so be there or be square at the Liberty Demo for uh, yeah, the free yeah. count, thank you, yeah. on the 23rd so, of April. So Check out, we'll probably put a link to the Facebook uh, page uh, for that demo. So until next time, time, be libertarians. Yeah, don't be a dick. Or a carbonite. <laughs>